You're listening to episode 22 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Welcome to the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hasecker, and today's podcast episode is one of my favorite types to do because it's an interview, and interviews are always awesome to do because that means I actually get to talk to somebody else instead of just babbling to myself. So uh, today, uh, today's guest on the podcast is Jeremy Carriger, and he is the owner-operator of Short Circuit Electronics, and Jeremy, Jeremy makes some really uh, cool uh, jazz control plate replacements for for jazz basses so um, you know not just your standard you know okay your, your jazz bass comes with a you know if it's a standard passive jazz bass it comes with a volume volume tone um, his replacements are a little bit more unique than that um, he's got some clever designs and they're all passive which is really cool so if you want to keep your 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 jazz bass passive but you also want to give us some new features that you thought you would only have to you know, you'd only be able to find in an, in an active preamp type of uh, control plate. Well, check out uh, Jeremy's designs. And he's also got some funny names for his uh, for his products. That's probably going to raise a few eyebrows for my listeners. But uh, we'll uh, we'll explain it all during the uh, the interview and everything will be fine. But it's a great, uh, great interview. And I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, if you've got a jazz bass, then you'll definitely want to check out his products. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, our main segment, an interview with Jeremy Carriger of Short Circuit Electronics. All right, so I'm here with Jeremy Carriger, and he is the, I guess, the owner-operator of uh, Short Circuit Electronics, and their uh, company makes uh, basically replacement control plates for jazz basses, and I've got one in mind, in, in, in my jazz bass now, and uh, so it was really, it's a really cool product, so I thought I would have him on the podcast. So uh, welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, you're welcome. Sure, no problem. Hey, the probably the first thing that we need to address since since my audience is is pretty much uh, bass players for for churches is is tell uh-huh. me a little bit about the, the naming <laughs> <laughs> the naming conventions for your for your products because I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, what the heck are you, yeah, you selling? I, I can, so it, I do have like a description, uh, an explanation of that on the reverb homepage on the product homepage at the very top and. Honestly, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of pointing fun at Fender. I mean, I, I love Fender, and Fender's great, and I'm, a, I guess, a Fender fanboy. But when you put a Gibson-type inspired circuit inside of a Fender, <laughs> it's kind of, a, you know, blasphemous. And so the first circuit that I made was called <laughs> Blasphemy because it's, you know, it's kind of an <laughs> SG layout, you know, master tone and a three-way toggle. Right. And uh, and it also, so there's a, I don't know if, if you or your listeners are into car shows, but have you ever seen the one called um, Roadkill? That was a YouTube show, and then they, they were on Motor Trend for a while, or still on mm-hmm. Motor Trend. So this guy, long story short, one of the guys put a Dodge Hemi in a 57 Bel Air, Chevy Bel Air, 
And so he named it Blasphemy, but it's spelled it Blasphemy, <laughs> Hemi, you know, Hemi engines. Ah, Thought that was funny clever. at the time. And so I didn't spell it like that, but I just spelled it Blasphemy because, yeah, it's like putting Gibson parts in a fender, kind of, right. sort of. And, that, and that's against, where all these... Yeah, yeah. You're going against yeah. the grain and going against tradition. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like some of your products, like the desecration, the sacrilege, <laughs> the, the, the heresy. Heresy. Yeah. yeah so you, you've got a lot of, uh, playing a lot off of that uh, that concept there, which is which is clever. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, so it's going against the church of Fender kind of thing. Some kind <laughs> of poking fun at them, but I understand what they do and why they, you know, do it. But yeah. The hate, hatred's a strong word, but that <laughs> volume, volume, tone thing just never worked for me. And then the the uh, the basic, like the pots that they use are basically on-off switches. You get you get mm-hmm. no variation in the volume and, and tone. Hardly right. at all. It's like only ten percent. So that drove me crazy. I was like, this this has to be fixed. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you these, what. I just, yeah, yeah I'll tell you, I was just going to say, I'll tell you what, what draw, drew me to your products is I was actually, you know, wanting to get, I, I, like you, I, I, I don't like the volume, volume tone. I'd rather just uh-huh. have one master volume and a blend. And I was looking at some of the other products, like, you know, the big ones, like, you know, John East and Adair, or however you pronounce that, Adair. Uh-huh. Um, but they're all preamps, and I wanted to keep my right. bass passive. So right. I had to do some more digging to really find some products, and I came across yours, and you were doing some really unique things with your, yeah. your designs and so and and when i saw the the sacrilege which is the one that i have in my base now i really mm-hmm. thought that was so clever because not only did it give me a blend knob which i really wanted in a master volume but it also mm-hmm. gave me a a veritone uh switch right. so that i could switch between <laughs> three different tone uh yeah. capsules or whatever you call them uh capacitors mm-hmm. is that the right name yeah, capacitors yeah. or tone, tone caps. caps. Or? Yeah, just tone caps. Okay. I mean, yeah. nobody has and to get so, too yeah. technical. Yeah, and <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that in, in other. I mean, I'm not saying that oh, nobody else has ever done it, but I've just, I've never seen that in, in, uh, yeah. in, in this type of product. So tell me, kind of, how you come up with your ideas for your products. So that um, I've got a an old base from that was made in Japan. And it's 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 a Les Paul setup. It's volume, volume, tone, tone, and it has a toggle switch on it. And all I wanted to do was, you know, initially I wanted to do that inside of a Fender. But at the time, I was, when I was just getting into it, all I could come up with. Well, I started looking for somebody who would who has possibly made something like that. And I did find uh, I can't remember who they were called, but they had like a Telecaster three-way switch cut in a in a jazz plate. With mm. master volume, master tone, and I was like, "Well, oh, that's cool. I can do that." <laughs> but, but I didn't want to do the Telecaster thing, so I, I uh, ordered up some some parts from a company that I found, and so I, I initially used a Switchcraft uh, three-way toggle switch, and those are ridiculously expensive incredibly mm-hmm. expensive just for a switch but anyway that evolved into a, a smaller uh, Gibson switch that's actually shorter and, and cheaper for everybody but yeah that's so the ideas came from wanting to make this current bass or that Les Paul looking bass or uh, layout bass to a inside of a fender and then from that 
the ideas just kept coming like a long time ago I wanted to have a veritone switch in my bass and I was like huh mm -hmm. I bet I could do this so the next one was sacrilege the first one was blasphemy the second one was sacrilege third one was heresy which was like a three-way toggle mini series parallel selector and a stacked master master volume master tone and they just kept coming and coming and at the time I didn't think a, a full-on Les Paul build would work I didn't mm -hmm. think it'd have space you know with a with a big switch but so the le the latest one desecration is a mini toggle switch for three-way selector master volume master or sorry sorry uh, neck volume tone bridge volume tone three-way selector and then a uh, a series parallel switch. So all these, mm -hmm. and I've got I've got some other ideas that I'm going to put together. Got a new one for a P bass, which is kind of hard to believe because what what can you do with a P bass, right? Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> but I get I, I get I get ideas from people that order stuff. They'll you know contact me and be like, Hey, I, I like this, but can you do it for this? You know, they want to put the same circuit in some Thunderbird or something like that. Oh, okay, sure. Hmm. And one guy had a, he had a GNL 1000 or something like that. It was just a, a PJ setup, but it just had two volume tones. Like, what? So he wanted, he wanted a stacked volume tone and then another switch for tone, but a push-pull for mm -hmm. two different caps. And so I was like, oh yeah. And so just, Having a baritone switch for P bass, like that one, one model I've got. I'm gonna. That's a new one that's coming down the road. It's just a, just a basic volume, and the tone bot will have a push pull for two different caps mm -hmm. on it. So, so I get ideas from other people, <laughs> from their you know custom jobs that they need. Well, that's cool. That's that's cool that you get a lot of input from from people and, and utilize their ideas too. So, so are you saying that you do custom work? Yeah, if it's doable, but sometimes, uh -huh. so yeah, I'll do pretty much whatever people need if it's, if it's doable, like, but if it's not doable, I'll send them off to, uh, you might want to check out Star Guitars, that's a guy in, in Texas who does a lot of guitar and bass builds, and then there's mm -hmm. 920D, and they do, oh, okay. <clears throat> they do some, they do some nice work too, but if so, I had a guy who was wanting me to do a Rickenbacker rebuild for them and a, and there's a couple of specific parts that, that I just don't carry you know like stereo stereo jack you know I, I don't do that because I don't do active mm -hmm. stuff I don't I don't right. want to right. and so right. I was like hey I've, I've seen a build here's star guitar go to them or somebody's just needing a basic you know just an upgraded volume volume tone thing and it's like you know I could do that but there's guys that are actually selling that and I'm not trying I don't want to compete with that I don't want anything to right. do with that because I want to do these my little weirdos <laughs> <laughs> my little blasphemous weirdos so I'll send yeah. them to 920D or Star Guitars and be like yeah if you just need a basic upgrade and, and that's no slide against them whatsoever mm -hmm. but right, I'd right. them yeah I'm not trying to still uh, compete with what they're doing. I just want to do the the unique circuits. Right, right. Well, in, in case some people are wondering what a, a veritone switch, because we talked about the veritone switch on the sacrilege, right. and mm -hmm. um, if I've got the terminology right, let me know or not. Um, I'm assuming one way to kind of 
tell tell what the tone knob is 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 kind of like a, a low pass filter in a way. Is that right? Kinda? Yeah, that's yeah. That's what a tone okay. knob is. It's basically just a low pass filter, right? Low pass filter. Okay, so then, like on a synthesizer, and you can, if you adjusted the frequency, you could adjust where where the actual roll off is. But since on a yeah. typical bass, you just have a fixed setting, where the veritone mm -hmm. at least gives you, in in the case of your product, three different tone settings or frequency yeah. settings where you could do that roll off. Yeah, and that one is set up to go lower than standard. Uh, bases mm -hmm. that you get out of it, yeah. So most companies right now, not to uh, not to get to in the technical land, but they'll use like a .047, which is like a standard bass cap. You know, it takes off a lot of a lot more highs than a guitar like .022 microfarad cap. But mm -hmm. that veritone switch, you've got a a .1, which is goes stupid dark <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> And then, you know, 0.033 and then 0 0.0015. Mm -hmm. And, wait, the 0.015. And so the advantage, or the, you know, the advantage to that veritone is you can go extra low if you need. And then you mm -hmm. can switch switch to high or medium and low quick, as, as fast as you want. Yeah. And yeah. So I've got that. Probably one of my favorites too. It's in my uh, yeah. uh, Tony Franklin bass that has a three-way toggle, mm -hmm. and it's it's fine. And, I, and it surprised me when I when I started using it myself. I, I'm on the .015 more than I am anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just it burp. It's got a burpy, a different mm -hmm. burp to it, a different honk right. to it than than the others, but. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes have to. It's sometimes it's a hard decision to decide which which uh, setting I want to put it on because it's fun <laughs> to, to tweak around with it and, and see what works. Or yeah. like you said, just use it as a quick switch. So if like maybe in the oh, yeah. chorus of the song you want to brighten it up, exactly, you just pop that switch really quickly. Exactly. Uh, as exactly. opposed to playing yeah. with your tone knob. Yeah. 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 That's that. Well, that's the point. Yep. Yeah. And uh, another thing, too, is, um, you know, since these are, re you know, replacement um, control plates for the bass mm -hmm. and it does mm -hmm. involve soldering. So a lot of people are probably wondering, well, is it hard yeah. to do? And here's a funny story is this is actually the very first soldering project I have ever done. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah. So I've never actually yeah. soldered before for putting this uh, this product in. And uh, other than having to learn how to solder, um, it was actually pretty easy to, to do. Right. Um, yeah. I'll admit my soldering skills were not that good. <laughs> so I did have to open it. I had to open it back up once in order to resolder a wire yeah. or whatever that came off. But uh, otherwise, it was... It, the actual process of connecting all the wires and stuff was was pretty easy, and you do a good job yeah. explaining it on your on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I wish no, no. I mean, I, if I could, I would do the solderless connectors, you know, and have mm -hmm. just people screw it down. <clears throat> but there's a space issue right off the bat mm -hmm. with some of these, so I you know yeah. I couldn't put that on any of the like apostasy or desecration with the you know the stack knobs or or do that when you've got another three-way toggle switch that takes up a lot of depth in the mm -hmm. cavity. I don't, yeah, so it's a space issue. Plus, I, I want people to, to get into this themselves. I hope I hope people come up with some crazy ideas to make you know, <laughs> circuits and, or they get into it because, I mean, I don't like doing repairs. I don't like crawling inside the base 
spread the spaghetti around and you know do some like tone cap changing. That's that that was never fun for me. But building mm -hmm. one is an absolute joy. Like sitting there and you have the freedom to tighten up the the wiring as, as much as you want, or you can do the layout as you want and. So, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I get it. Building one is, is a lot different than doing re repairs or installations. It's right. But, yeah. You'll, it, it, that's one way I fell in love with soldering is just building the whole thing. But repair work? No. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. I, I still don't like to crawl inside a base. And, uh, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. But you get some, you'll get some soldering skills that way. And it's easier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The more you do it, with any, as with anything else, yeah. the more you do it, yeah. Well, it's, um, and I'm assuming that all the products uh, are pretty much all built, uh, handmade by you? Right, right. Okay. Yeah, it's just me. So, it's just me. Yeah. yeah. So, when you're, so when you're buying a product from a Short Circuit Electronics, you're buying a hand-built, uh, handmade product, not something overseas or anything else <laughs> like that. <laughs> nope, nope. I've got nothing, made, nothing made by robots or anything. It's all handmade. No, nope. It's all, yeah, it's all because I got to fit so much into so little space. So I, don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, would, I would hate to automate that. That would be yeah. an engineering nightmare. <laughs> well, it is funny when I when I when I took out the control plate for the first time, I I I do see what you mean by how you know it's the first time I taken the control plate off, and I was uh -huh. like, oh, there, it really is kind of compact in here. Um, it's right. you, you really squeezed every a lot of stuff in a, a tight space, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to be bigger. It used to be a six cap <laughs> Veritone yeah. switch. It was like this is stupid. This will not fit. It doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I barely, it's funny. Like when I first was soldering, since I'd never done it before, I had to solder. The, I soldered the wires way off on the sides and everything, and then I went to put sure. it in. I went, "Oh man, I don't. I, I got to move them closer in because this is not going to yeah. fit down into the cavity." There's, so, yeah. yeah, that was There's that was the only thing I learned involved. the hard way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's to get. All of that, yeah, I mean, to work that out to where everything fits, it's not easy. But, yeah, if you notice, I've got everything as tight as, mm -hmm. as, tight as shoestrings. You know, they're all <laughs> running in between the plate and the pot. And it's just to get everything as tight. Because I worry so much when somebody gets the thing and they're like, it doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so I really, really think about that a lot. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about because I know you know when I when I found your products and you know your basically your YouTube channel and you showing off your products and and doing you know playing the bass and showing uh, you know how it sounds and everything and um, mm -hmm. all your videos you, you do a good really good job of demonstrating the product and also playing your bass. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background as a bass player and and your any music production you do or anything like that. So I'm a just, I guess you could call like a, uh, just a studio bass guy, like just a gun for hire. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the East Tennessee area and there's a bunch of different bands that need bass players and they'll send me the, the set list and I'll learn that or, but, but having a, a, I went to school f at uh, University of Tennessee studied with Rusty Holloway, who's a bass teacher there, and mostly mostly studied classical bass. We were doing upright for 
<laughs> the eight years that I was there. So I did like a classical degree and a jazz degree at uh, UT. And but so that's where. And then before that, I was just like high school playing bass, playing Primus tunes mm-hmm. or whatever. And. Uh, <laughs> And so that's, yeah, that's the bass background that I have. So went to school for it. And then after that, moved to Japan, played there for 10 years while working a day job, wow. playing like, yeah, jazz fest and club. Well, not clubs, but I guess coffee houses and bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Totally different scene, but yeah, moved back. And that's, that's where I found the guy. That's where I, the first guy that inspired me to get into this. That's where I first got my Fender. It was a... Mm-hmm over in, in Japan and fell in love with a Fender, picked it up, and I was like, you know, I've never tried one of these because at the time I had this green bass that I was like, oh, there's yeah. no bass better than this, blah, blah, blah. Found that Fender, <laughs> fell in love with the sound, found this guy, Hayakawa-san, and he he redid the circuits for me because I was like, man, this is just an on-off switch. Is there something you can do about it? And he was like, yeah, this is, you want a linear pod. You want to do this, 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 and this. And and he did some. He also did the conversion of that green bass into a piccolo bass at the time, and so he he was a big inspiration to get into this. But I didn't want to buy the hmm. tools over in Japan, so I, I bought started buying stuff back in 2015. But anyway, that's my bass background. Is just went to school for it, and then I on the weekends I'm playing with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Don't cool. know who, yeah, whoever whoever calls. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, it, that, it, yeah, Japan, that's uh, that's quite a cultural change there, too. So, yeah, that, uh, that must yeah, have been that was a world. Kind of fun experience. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I just got to thank that guy one day because he was really the the first spark to get into this, this stuff. Yeah, we all got those people in our lives that we, you know, that really you know, feed into us a lot. And, and, uh, mm. a lot of times we don't even realize it during the time, but then later on we go, you know what? That person really was the one that I really want to thank. Yeah. Uh, he, he was awesome. He was, he was, wow. Yeah. He was incredible. Just as, what was it? What was his name again? I didn't catch his name. Uh, Hayakawa, Mr. Hayakawa. Hayakawa. Huh. Or okay. Mr. Quick River, I guess you could say. Well, hey, I also, you had mentioned um, to me in, in some of our conversations we had leading up to this podcast that uh, you were creating a video for the, uh, a new video for the desecration. Did you ever get that uh, posted yet? Yeah, I've got it. I got it. Uh, what's, what's the word? Finished? Uh, rendered? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get back. Yeah, so I finished it yesterday. I just got to, I want to get the description part done before I upload it to YouTube, but I should have it today uploaded. And the thing is, I've been waiting, uh, and there's kind of a multiple, uh, multiple reasons why it took so long. There were special pickups ordered. There's been a base that's been built just for desecration, mm-hmm. the desecration promo video. And I just got the base finished last Sunday, and I've been working on it since March. So if some people wow. like see the desecration page, it's like, I think I wrote something, hey, I'm working on something, I'll have a video on this hopefully soon that's back in March and it's August now it took that long to get the bass together (laughs) but I finally got the the circuit in it and everything finished this week so it's it's done the video's done and hopefully it'll be up today okay cool August what is today the 6th or 5th uh today's the 6th 
That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of the, you know, your videos and stuff, what's your uh, video channel where we can send some people to? So it's just mine. If you search Jer Jeremy Carriger, so it's, that's just Jeremy and then Carriger, C-A-R-R-I-G-E-R. I should pop up. It's just, it's, it's tight. Uh, you'll see a picture of me with an upright base that this guy in Japan took. Great photographer. Absolutely mm -hmm. wonderful photographer. He, he took that picture. That's not me just trying to, you know, look at my face and how cool I am with my bass. No, this this guy, he was he was always taking pictures of the bands out there, and he was a friend of a band that I was in over there, and he, he took this one shot. It was just, it's like, man, I'm going to use this everywhere. Yeah. Until I get too much gray hair and I can't, you know, back that picture up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then also you sell your products on Reverb? Yeah. So I think how it works is if you were just to search for short circuit electronics, that should take you right to the, the home page. Okay. Or, or my shop page, I should say. Right, right. Or just type in blasphemy or desecration, any of those fun words, and I'm sure something <laughs> will pop up. Yeah, and combine that with, you know, jazz control plate or something like that, and I'm sure it'll pop yeah. up. Cause any, I yeah. I think any, that's how yeah, I found it. Yeah. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, I think I found it just by, I was searching for, you know, jazz control plate or something like that. And I think that's yeah. how I stumbled upon it. I think one, you know, just a Google search. And I think I first went to uh, YouTube videos or I went to the, the reverb page and you had your, your YouTube videos posted there. Either way, I, I it was through video, through video that I got interested in your products. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Those videos are fun. It is not easy. <laughs> I'm sure you know. YouTube yeah. videos are not easy to do. I am not a YouTube. I ramble. I'm sure you guys can tell already. I ramble. And I do I try the same to script thing. things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and podcasts. I mean, I do the same thing. Videos, I do the same thing. I have to edit a lot of mm. myself because I just, I just talk. Yeah. 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 But I don't talk much in real life, which is funny. You know, people think I'm shy, but then you get me on a YouTube or a podcast and I babble away. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm pretty much the same. All right. Pretty well, hey, is there the any, anything else you uh, any anything else you want to share with us about your your company or your products? Uh, no, I would honestly just encourage. Not not so much about my stuff, but encourage people to get into soldering more, and because mm -hmm. it's 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 life. It was honestly life changing for me. I know it sounds odd, but <laughs> like it, yeah, it, it really did. It it got me focused. I became a time managing machine because of this, and I have to. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and plus, it's just a joy to build your own stuff, and if somebody gets inspired you know if they see the blasphemy thing they're thinking oh i can do that because i did the same thing i saw the guy he had a the same bill but it was a telecaster thing and i was like oh i can do that yes you can mm -hmm. you can do it so yeah, yeah. Go, go to home depot or someplace get your first <laughs> soldering iron get to you know get to work it's it's great it's good fun cool, plus you'll cool. learn yeah and plus you'll learn so much about how your instrument works and and then you'll probably get mad at the circuits that come out of the factory straight from Fender, and then you'll be like, I have yeah, a blasphemous idea. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know how it's done, you'll, you'll be more critical, huh? Yeah. I don't blame them. 
them. I mean, they got to save money, and that's that's an easy place to save money. And and man, you know, and just like you were saying a, a second ago, it's not made by machines. Same for mm-hmm. you know for Fender, it's somebody doing this all the time. And you know, that yeah. original '60s circuit that the Fender Fender company did, uh, yeah, those those take time, and I could totally understand completely understand why they went from that 60s uh dual concentric pots to something as simple as volume volume tone saving time and money mm-hmm. yeah yeah i get it guys i get it but <laughs> it's still not the greatest thing in the world so yeah here i come yeah. here you come <laughs> cool well hey jeremy i really really appreciate you uh, joining us and um yeah so we'll uh we'll um uh I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll continue to um, I'll, I've got more information on the sacrilege because I'll be doing a I've got a video I'm actually halfway through it where I'm doing a review video which I'll post on my YouTube channel and I'm kind of doing it in combination because at the same time I got the sacrilege I also got some new uh, pickups from Nordstrand so I was kind of uh, doing both the videos at the same time so they're kind of overlapping a little bit um, sure, so sure sure hopefully hopefully I'll have that out here probably in a couple of weeks I got a little delay on it so but um okay uh but uh, yeah it should be coming out soon and i'll definitely share that uh, on the podcast as well and uh but yeah it's a great product and i love it and thank you so much for building it and for being on the podcast today all right thanks for having me Brent. i appreciate it okay and that's it for another episode of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And also thank you to Jeremy Carragher for giving his time today, telling us about the products and his company, Short Circuit Electronics. If you want to know more about Jeremy's products, uh, just go to YouTube and do a search. Uh, you can type in Jeremy Carragher to uh, pull up his his uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, but probably the, the best way on YouTube to find him is just to uh, type in like uh, one of the product names that you heard on the podcast like the desecration or the or the sacrilege and then put jazz control plate after that word and it, it's sure to uh, it's sure to pop up for you uh, you can also find him on his reverb uh, store which is again short circuit electronics if you just type in short circuit electronics that's the name of the store so that should pop up as well and what's nice about it again that all of his products are handmade and they're also very reasonably priced especially considering all the inflation uh, going on right now uh, for custom handmade uh, product it's actually uh, pretty affordable um, so you got to check them out and it's again it's I've got one of his products in my base and I, I really I do enjoy it it does give me some more flexibility that I don't have from the stock configuration of my jazz base and also if you do decide to uh, check out uh, Jeremy's products and you decide to purchase one uh, just uh, send them a quick note say hey I, I heard about you on the bass guitar worship blender podcast not that I get anything in return because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get any kickbacks or anything like that. Uh, uh, it's just uh, it helps to uh, uh, let uh, uh, the people that are on this podcast know that um, you know that, that they're getting something back for for being on the podcast. Helps me to attract more more interviews to uh, for other people um, to be on the podcast when people know that hey, you know, uh, listeners actually check out the uh, the products and things like that. Then then yeah, it really helps to get more people on. On the podcast so just uh, let jeremy know if you do uh, purchase one of his products and let him know what you think and uh yeah uh again thank you for listening if you want to 
uh, communicate with me more, uh, just go to my Facebook channel for the uh, Bass Guitar Worship Blender podcast, which is under that name. Again, type that in and you should pull it up on Facebook. And feel free to uh, connect with me there. And I've always got the Average Joe interviews that I like to do. And so if you're wanting to, to be on the podcast, you can certainly say, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I play bass in church. And so, yeah, I would like to try and be on the, your, your Average Joe uh, interviews that you do. And by the way, Joe, I know people named Joe that are female because Joe can also be a, 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 a name for, you know, short for Joe. Josephine. So uh, just because it's called Average Joe, don't think it's just for guys. It's for, for you know, any people of any gender that want to, uh, to want to be on the podcast. And uh, what else can I say? Oh, uh, check out our YouTube channel. Um, I will be doing, uh, I'll be posting soon some, some videos on the, uh, on the short circuit electronics product that I have in my base, the Sacrilege. And also exciting news. I've got, already got another interview lined up, which I'm really excited about because I'm trying to get to my goal of having at least one podcast per month. Uh, I have yet to do that, but I, that, that really honestly is my goal and I do want to get there. So Fingers crossed we're going to get there. Uh, So I've already got another podcast lined up or another interview lined up, and I've got some other people that I plan on talking to soon to uh, get some more interviews set up for you. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll leave off with uh, a new song that I'm working on. Yeah, all the bumper music and everything that you hear on the podcast is all written by me unless otherwise noted. And so, yeah, hear a little bit of uh, what I'm working on, and I'll see you next time.